Welcome to The Hidden Gem, your go-to podcast that shines a spotlight on the strategic role of marketing and communications in shaping the future of community colleges. I'm your host, Maya Dimishkovich, CMO at Carroll Community College. Every week, I sit down with community college leaders and industry experts to unpack strategies that work. We'll discuss practical insights and success stories to help you elevate your institution's profile and achieve your strategic goals. Tune in to amplify your community college's success one conversation at a time. The Hidden Gem is part of the Enrollify Network, a robust collection of podcasts designed to help higher education professionals like you grow. Explore our other shows at enrollify.org or check out some of my personal favorites linked in the show notes below. Enrollify is made possible by Element 451, the leading AI-powered all-in-one student engagement platform helping institutions create meaningful, personalized, and engaging interactions with students. Learn more at element451.com. And let's get started. Hi, this is Maya. And welcome to the Hidden Gem podcast and our first episode. Before we dive in, let me give an overview of what to expect. To help underscore the vital role of marketing communications in the success of colleges, I have developed a framework that I called IMPACT. This framework is grounded in the mission of community colleges incorporating primary success indicators such as graduation and transfer rates, employment and learning outcomes, student retention rates, and community impact, among others. It further includes key contributing factors like the quality of education and curriculum relevance, affordability, student support services, strong leadership, and several others. So you might wonder, what marketing communication have to do with all of this? Well, that's precisely why I created this framework. The impact of marketing and communication isn't always immediately apparent. I believe their role extends far beyond the traditional understanding within community colleges. So in each episode, we'll delve into the multifaceted impact of marketing communications, demonstrating how they amplify various aspects of community college success. If you want to see the full framework, you can check the link in the show notes. In today's episode, I'm honored to speak with Dr. Anthony Cruz, campus president of Miami-Dade College. Dr. Cruz is an advocate for harnessing the power of marketing in higher education. He will share his insights on leveraging social media to enhance community engagement, strategies for improving student recruitment and retention, and the role of effective communication in fostering a vibrant campus community. I hope Dr. Cruz's experiences inspire more college leaders to collaborate closely with their marketing teams, driving greater success for their institutions. I hope you enjoy it. Dr. Cruz, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Maya. It's a pleasure. I have to admit, I'm a big fan of yours. Ever since I attended your presentation at American Association of Community Colleges in Denver last year, where you presented on how your college used social media to drive enrollment and engagement. And to me personally, it was so refreshing to see a college president 
speak on a marketing topic and not only understand, but be engaged in marketing and be a huge advocate for marketing community colleges. And you presented in front of your peers, and I am so appreciative of you doing this. So thank you. Well, thank you for those kind words, Maya. Really appreciate that. I really enjoyed that, that presentation. I think we got really great feedback uh, that afternoon. I always enjoy talking about uh, what we're doing here at the college, particularly because we know that community colleges really need more of this, all right? We, we are, we're definitely a big part of the higher education landscape, but sometimes we're overshadowed by other larger and maybe, you know, universities, other more prominent universities, but I, we're doing great work. And as you know, right, we're, we're in it together, trying to, trying to do this and trying to promote and market uh, community colleges as much as possible. It was such a fun presentation, and I'm sure we'll touch on it. We'll talk about social media and your success. But before we dive in, I really wanted to learn more about your journey Mm -hmm. and uh, that led you to understand and appreciate marketing and that led you to your current position at Miami-Dade. It all starts with my background in higher ed, which was predominantly in enrollment management. And I started out actually in the, in the admissions office at Florida International University over, you know, over about 30 years ago now. And from that point going forward, a lot of my roles have been focused on marketing and enrollment management. And because of that, I, I gained a great appreciation for the, the critical role of marketing in higher education. And higher education is always changing. That, that landscape is always changing. And we need to always be moving along with the new trends and how to better uh, promote what we're doing now, what we're going to be doing in the future. So I think that really helped me a great deal. Um, I think that what uh, exponentially grew my attention on marketing was the pandemic. And because for our need to really do a better job of communicating with our students, our faculty, our staff, and our community. And it became you know, increasingly difficult to do that because we, we were remote for, for many months. And then we were uh, you know, a lot of hybrid learning. There was a lot of you know, lack of contact right, with individuals on a, pers- on a person-to-person basis. So we had to learn how to leverage different ways of communicating with the public and our students and our faculty and staff. And I think that's what led me to really um, even create an even bigger focus, right? on marketing and what marketing means and how we do that. And obviously there's so many different ways to do that, but I think the pandemic really accelerated for me the need to do that and find more innovative ways to do that. It may be innovative for me, not necessarily innovative. I mean, there are things that are on, ongoing in society and, and being used by many others, but how can we can best use it in higher education, and particularly at community colleges? So Miami-Dade is a pretty large institution and you have several campuses. I'm curious, what's unique about your college and how the marketing function is set up at your institution? Is it a centralized function? Does each college have a department? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So yeah, Miami-Dade College is one of the largest institutions in the entire country. So we have over 100,000 students uh, at eight campuses. Uh, So I serve the Kendall campus, which is the largest of the eight. We have about, we serve about 30,000 students per year at the campus. And the way that our marketing function is set up is we do have a district-wide function for marketing. And there's a, so it's a marketing department that oversees a lot of to, to do with uh, general awareness of the college, 
uh, does a lot of advertising and different media, and so does a lot of things in that regard. And then each campus um, takes on its own flavor because I think we're in different parts of the county, even though we're in Miami-Dade County, we were in different parts of the county, uh, different demographics. So it's important for each individual campus to show that flavor. And we do that through having, uh, for example, on, on, on each of our campuses, we have a, a, a chief digital officer and that person um, does many things, but one of the things is that they oversee our, our media on the campus. So we, whether we're talking about social media or we're talking about other types of media, they oversee that area and that person reports to the campus president. So, and, and, and it actually is on the, the, the um, cabinet of each of the pre campus presidents. So we have the, the, the support of the district office, right? And, and they do probably the bulk of uh, the buys when it comes to marketing, when it, different types of marketing, but we do a lot of our own also on campus on each of the campuses in collaboration with that central office. And it's very important to have that chief digital officer on, on each of these cabinets, because every time we meet on a weekly basis, they're listening to what's happening on the campus. They can then make appropriate adjustments to marketing campaigns or you know whatever type of marketing campaigns we're putting out, they're able to do that or see an opportunity, right? That others may not see in trying to take advantage of an opportunity that they can market the, the campus and the college better. So it is a, a collaboration between the district and the, the campuses. Um, but that relationship between, let's say myself and that chief digital officer is very important. And that department, the director of media services and others that report under that, in the, in that structure, it's very important to have that relationship and to have them well informed about basically what our goals are, what we're trying to achieve, so they can help us deliver that message to the public and to our students. It's so important to have a marketing, or in your case, dig chief digital officer mm -hmm. to be at the cabinet level so they can hear what your priorities are, uh, what you're looking to achieve. So the communication flow is faster. Very it much. doesn't have to go yeah. through different levels, right? Because what I often see in community colleges is the marketing communication function is often tucked two, three levels deep. Sometimes it's under advancement, sometimes under student services, enrollment, and very often they don't have a direct line to the president. And when I see that, it immediately tells me that this campus or this college does not understand the strategic role of marketing communications and how it's not just an auxiliary service. It really is an integral leadership level asset. Essential, right? right? Essential yes. on a daily basis, essential, because in, in it's so many, it's not just about, let's say, we talk about marketing campaigns, but, and those are a little bit more formal, more structured, you know, more, probably a little bit more thinking behind how we get those accomplished, but it's just day-to-day -day communications are, are, mm -hmm. are really important and the way those things are communicated. And are we really reaching the audience that we're trying to reach and being strategic about that? Because I think that, you know, we're, we live in a very large metropolitan area. Uh, a lot of things are going on, a lot of competing interests, a lot of things that are grabbing people's attention. So mm -hmm. it's very important to be very strategic and not just on those larger marketing campaigns, on a day-to-day -day basis is how we communicate, how we promote 
what we're doing, how we create awareness is essential. And we can only do that with that type of communication and having a person, you know, that it's responsible for that function to be in the, those cabinet meetings, to have those conversations and be able to listen and know what's going on across the entire campus. And then, you know, of course, also the college, depending on, on the situation and what uh, we're trying to do. What I would also say here is the impact of marketing communication is not always obvious. Mm -hmm. You know, to presidents, to administration, very often people see marketing as advertising, right. uh, maybe creating pretty flyers, mm -hmm. maybe posting some content on social media. But the strategy behind it and the impact marketing can have on different areas of the college, I think is undervalued and under understood is it such a word yeah, <laughs> yeah. well it could be <laughs> let's make it a word today <laughs> yeah not not well understood yeah. yeah and in the introduction to this episode i shared with our listeners the framework i created the impact framework mm -hmm. and i think i mentioned to you before yes, you did. Mm -hmm. that looks at the mission of community colleges and different factors that contribute to the success of the organization and those factors could be great student services um strong leadership, faculty excellence and engagement, of course, quality programs. And marketing can play a very important role in each of those areas. Definitely. So for you, I'm curious, outside of enrollment and advertising and promotion, where else do you see your uh, chief digital officer and your department helping you that is, may not be obvious, right? Yeah, and I think this may be obvious, but I think it's it's the it's how do we reach our student base? You know, how we reach our students, and you know, our students live very busy lives because we're a community college. We have students coming in and out all the time. Students work, work full, a lot of them work full time, at least part time. They have family uh, obligations. They have other things. So there's a lot of things going on in their lives. So how do we reach those students? So you're right. It's more than just the things about we're trying to market the college, but I think it's more about how how do we use that marketing function to communicate better with students, right? And there's so many ways to do that. I mean, for years and years, we've used, you know, email to do that, which even the marketing department needs to, you know, create really great email look, you know, the, the way that we create our emails, we just send, we just send out just regular emails. We, we make, we craft the email uh, visually and also in the, in the verbiage and everything else to really reach those students. But again, we know that that's a very limited reach, right? Because a lot of people don't open those emails. So social media has become a much bigger part of that communication piece. And our marketing department is really essential when it comes to how do we reach our students? And again, it's not just about, it's not about promoting, right? It's about how do you communicate? How do you make students aware of, of different um, services that we provide that are currently available to all students? But many students are not aware of it, don't take advantage of these things, but how do we highlight them? And how do we like them not just saying, oh, here's a list of things that we're doing, but how do we use video content and other, other content to say, to show the students the value of those services and how easy it is to um, obtain those services or use those services here on campus. So I think that's one aspect of the marketing and communications department that is really critical and, and helps us you know, convey those important messages to students in a way that is relatable to them and makes them feel like that's something that they should take advantage of. But without that function, we really can't do that, right? I mean, just just doing sending out a, a bland email or 
or some other type of or letter or something. I don't know. You know, you could think about many things that could be uh, used. Those things are, are are today more and more not as effective as they were, you know, 10, 20 years ago. And we know that things are changing. Students' habits change. Their consumption of media today is enormous and and varied. And so we have to be cognizant of that in the way that we uh, they cons- we know that they consume that this information in different ways. So we have to use media in a different way and be cognizant of the fact that we have to be more creative in the way that we convey the information. Because, like I said, these you know these services are are critical at times, uh, and and they're but they're being and many times they're being underutilized. Yeah, and that ties back to our outcomes, right? Sure. Retention is a is a huge success indicator. Mm-hmm. So by letting our students know that we have the support services and by helping them be more successful in classes, they're more likely to retain, Definitely. right? And we don't lose in revenue. Uh, we can retain more students because we all know it's harder to get, it's more expensive to get a new student than to keep a student. Definitely. So that goes back to the revenue generation and resources and it is so, so important. And I don't see a lot of colleges doing it um, as much, I would say. You're right. So the retention piece is, is critical. And, you know, there's obviously our, our faculty do an amazing job in the classroom, but there's so much that happens outside of the classroom, right? And, and the students, when they need those support and how we engage students, the support that we provide to students will have a great impact as to whether or not we retain those students. Because even if a student does poorly, I'm just saying, you know, let's say if it has a bad semester, right? And does poorly in a, in a few classes. I think that if the student feels engaged and, and we can provide the services to help them maybe the next semester, I think they're more inclined to come back and we retain that student. If we basically, if we just rely on what's happening in the classroom and the student does poorly, right? Then there's the, the student, I think, lacks an incentive to come back to the next semester or the next year. So that's something about retention that we have to think about is, is that, yes, there's a, there's a huge piece, right? That academic piece is why students go to college. And that's why we have, that's where we, why we exist. But we know that there's more to student retention and student success than purely what's happening in the classroom. There's a lot of psychological effects. There are a lot of, you know, mental effects, a lot of things, mental health issues, other things that are impacting how students feel about themselves, how they feel a sense of belonging, how they feel that they are part of something bigger, right? And so I think that marketing communications could can definitely help and be a critical partner in making sure that students have that sense of belonging. And again, that has to be very intentional. Uh, it can't it just doesn't happen by happenstance. It, it happens because you have to be very intentional about how you're focused on this. I love that you brought up the sense of belonging because it's so important, right? Like for students to feel like this is the place where I want to be. I feel comfortable. I feel supported. I love being here. Uh, it, It is just so important. And it's on all of us to create this culture of belonging at the college. And last time we spoke, you mentioned that at your college, on your campus, you have over 300 different events. Yes. And I just remember that because it kind of ties back to the student experience and creating those experiences where students can meet other students, can meet faculty, can speak to a president, because those connections are so important, right? Oh, I, I, I 100% agree. I mean, this yeah. is, those are the kind of connections that make students feel like they're, 
they belong. They are part of something that, uh, and, you know, college is one of those things and we know this, right? It's, it's, it's not transactional, right? It's it, because it's, and, and hopefully it becomes transformational for students, but in order for that to happen, it's a long road. And, and many of our students, as you know, are not full-time, you know, they're part-time. So it takes a while for students to even get through their program to actually graduate. And so that long road, there's a lot going on there, right? It's not just about that transactional piece of like, oh, I got an A or B in this class and I go on to the next class or the next semester. Students are thinking about these things all the time and making decisions that sometimes, whether they're rational or irrational, doesn't matter, they're their decisions. And so we're always trying to you know, help in that regard. And But a lot of that happens through how do we make the connection? How we make that personal connection one-on-one um, -on -one with students, but also how do we make that connection through the way that we communic communicate with them? And one of the events you do is Colada with Crews. Correct, yes. I, I like that idea. So it's uh, an event where students and faculty and staff can come and uh, get Cuban coffee. A little bit of right? Cuban coffee, yeah. We little, get, get <laughs> okay. a little, little cup, little shot of Cuban coffee. Is a, it's usually enough. <laughs> little little shot is pretty powerful. But yeah, so we have we do that once a month. And um, I'm the one that pours the coffee. And usually we have maybe a snack or two that we also give out to the students, faculty, and staff. Uh, we usually have about 300 or 400 individuals here on campus that come out to that wow. event. And you'll see lines and lines of people waiting to, to get their little shot of coffee. But I think what it does is it, it it brings everybody together at least once a month. And we have a lot of other events, like I said, but they get to see me. They get to interact with me. Um, most of the time, you know, it, it's great just to say hi to students. Uh, they get to sometimes they share their experiences and it's a very positive environment. And I, like I said, it's not just for students, it's faculty and staff as well. So it's great to see. You know, and then people hang out. So it's like they get their cup of coffee, they they hang out, we have music going usually, and so we have some tables and people hang out for you know maybe 30 minutes, 25 minutes. It's usually for an hour. We run it for from 12 to 1, but people will hang out and socialize. So it's mm -hmm. it's a great environment. It, it it's really about building a culture on campus that is one of like like that, you know, sense of belonging. And it's for everybody, right? Because I think that. We also want employees to feel that they're part of something bigger as well, which they are. And and so that's an event that only one event, you know, but but again, a, a really important one um, because I feel that it, it gives it gets me closer to the students I serve. It gets me also closer and more connected to the employees who I mm -hmm. serve. And that way we become, you know, they're a more cohesive uh, campus um, where we have a, a, we're building a culture of cohesiveness that people feel like, hey, I'm big, I'm, I'm part of something bigger. Yeah, I mean that's amazing, and I love that you personally pour a coffee every that's single one. Great. Even when I'm burning my fingers, I gotta get a. <laughs> right? I'm telling you, I gotta get a, a, a little glove. I think next time because the last time I did this, it was you know because they're in these plastic cups, and so so when this coffee comes out of, I'm just you know I'm I'm pouring them there. That coffee was extremely hot this time so I said okay I have to do something <laughs> different so but but it is it is fun it's it's a fun uh -huh. it's a fun time I enjoy uh serving the students our faculty and staff and and they also uh reciprocate by you know their smiles and and yeah. their, and showing their joy I'm curious if there was an occasion at you know one of those events where you learned something that you wouldn't have otherwise and something yeah. that maybe led to change or some kind of improvement. 
Well, I'll tell you one example that came up, not this time, but the last mm-hmm. time that uh, last month. Um, so in our, in our cafeteria, we have the regular seating, you know, for the, where people eat. And then we have like a kind of more of a loungy type of area where students can sit, you know, on the, with their phones, their la- laptops or tablets and, and do some work. So we have these columns that each of them have like a, a electrical outlet, right? So students can plug in their, their chargers or whatever the case may be. And actually, I didn't know about this, but a student came up to me and said, you know, they did some changes to the cafeteria the other day. And since then, for like a week and a half, two weeks, um, I have the plugs, those electrical plugs aren't working. So when I try to plug in my my laptop or whatever, it doesn't work. So she actually came up to me and said, President, can we do something about this? Right. And so I talked to our 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 maintenance uh, crew and and they were able to fix that issue. And the, the issue is I think we did something with the electricity in the cafeteria. And that change made some impact on those electrical outlets. Just that shows you, you know, I don't know who she would have said that to. You know, maybe she had said that to somebody else and maybe they listened, but they maybe nothing was done about it. And um, it was great to get that feedback firsthand from her. And I, and I could see that as being a very important thing because that means like if all those plugs and there's like probably like 10, 10 of those electrical outlets in that, in that, in that space, if those don't work, Students depend on that. You know, they depend on charging their their devices. So we want to make sure that um, if they're depending on us, that we're able to deliver. So, so that was just one interaction that shows that it might be a little thing, but it, it's really a big thing. And if she had that issue, I'm sure that there were many other students that felt the same way, but maybe didn't voice their opinion or didn't, you know, just thought, well, it's broken today and oh, whatever, you know, big deal. And it wasn't that it was broken. It was just that they weren't working properly because of whatever the electrical changes were made in the, in the, in the cafeteria. Hey, it's Maya Dimeshkovich. Exciting news. I will be at the Engage Summit in Riley on June 25th and 26th, and I would love to meet you there. Hosted by Element 451, the Engage Summit is your roadmap for AI readiness in higher education. Sessions will focus on cutting-edge AI applications that are reshaping student outreach, enhancing staff productivity, and offering deep insights into ROI. It is a dynamic blend of theory and practice, and it isn't your typical conference. Think of it as a two-day masterclass where marketers and enrollment managers come together to learn how to respond to the radical changes in AI and its transformative potential. Forget yawning through the sessions or clearing out your inbox. This event will provide inspirational programming, truly tactical takeaways, and best-in-class networking opportunities. Oh, and the best part, the Engage Summit is incredibly affordable. Use the discount code ENROLLIFY50 and you can register for just $99. So join me and many of my fellow Enrollify Network creators at the Engage Summit this June. Learn more and register at engage.element451.com. We can't wait to see you there. This is such a great example. What it tells me is that by you being visible on campus and people see you, students see you, and you are approachable. So they're not afraid to come up to you and say something about an outlet, right? right? Yeah. But then it goes back to the student experience because... Those small things that, not negative, but not, you know, something that's like, oh my God, this outlet is not working. Those experiences, they accumulate. 
Definitely. And the more experience you have, mm-hmm. I think they say something like for every negative experience, you need to have at least five or eight to counter to counteract that that negative counteract experience. this Ex- yes. negative experience. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, our students are pretty vulnerable. Okay, I think our our, our community college students also um, have had some issues or in in their lives, um, different things that their threshold. I think for those negative experiences is pretty low. And because of that, you're right. I think that it just takes a couple of bad experiences to basically, you know, make them feel like it's not part of something they want to continue doing. And that's, that's a very important thing and that we have to keep in mind. And again, those positive experiences, we want to build those as much as possible. But I know that it could be like, hey, a couple of things don't go my way. I'm out of here. And I think that I'm not saying that's all students, but I think that we have um, a, a bigger, a larger number of students that may feel that way than at, at, you know, at, at universities. So we're trying to always build, you know, the grit that students have, um, but we have to be cognizant that students come with a whole host of life experiences that we don't know what they are, and so we have to try to give them the best experiences possible, so those negative experiences don't happen, or if they do happen that we're able to correct and be able to provide you know, them with a better experience in the long run. So I know you're very active on social media and I'll tell you a very interesting story. I think you'll appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this week I actually did um, a LinkedIn training workshop for our faculty and staff. That's and great. we talked about how they can leverage LinkedIn, not only for their personal brand building, but also to elevate uh, my college, Carroll Community mm-hmm. College. And in that session, faculty were very appreciative and they really enjoyed it and thanked us. And one of the faculty members shared that, you know, we are so behind on leveraging social media and LinkedIn in particular for visibility and brand building for community colleges. And he said other colleges, especially four-year colleges, their presidents are so much more active and you can see their brand visibility is higher and often it correlates with enrollment. And he said, but there's one guy, one president who does a really good job, Dr. Cruz. I think you know him. Oh, wow. He posts all the time and he even started doing video and, um, and I actually watch his video. Oh, so great. it's faculty so in Maryland, in Maryland are watching, watching a president from Florida. Um, so I was like, yeah, it's you can reach so many more people via social media. Oh, it's it's incredible. The power of social media. I mean, and I'll tell you that not only is it a great, like you said, brand building uh, for a person, also the exposure and awareness for an institution, but it also builds relationships. So, you know, we met at that, at that conference, but I think you probably, you know, but I've, I've met people just through LinkedIn, you know, like never met them in person. Eventually I've met them in person, but established some really good friendships with LinkedIn from across the nation. People from across, you know, I have friends in Texas, New York, you know, Illinois. I mean, I, you can, you know, across the board, um, and I think that those relationships are really critical because most of these people are in higher education and we learn from one another. We share ideas and we would have never shared those things if it wouldn't have been for LinkedIn particularly. 
Um, so I, I think the power there is tremendous. And it's like, even for, you know, faculty members, right? I think it's tremendous because you could learn so much from other faculty from across the nation. And whether you're administrator or not, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, it's about how do you make those connections and, and the value of those connections. And I'm telling you, some of these connections are the most valuable connections that I've made in my entire life. And, and they happen within, you know, especially during that pandemic time, uh, the, you know, the last three or four years. And I feel that those relationships that I built with those individuals will be one that will be, I don't know, like could be lifelong. I don't know. But, you know, it could, they're longstanding, right? They're not just like, and again, some of these individuals I've actually met in person since I've connected with them in LinkedIn and some never. Um, and some I've never heard their voices. <laughs> you know, I don't know what they sound like. I don't know anything about. I just know who they are, what they're doing. But we share ideas even through LinkedIn, like messaging. We, we share you know, ideas and, and go back and forth and discuss different topics and different things. So that's opened up a whole world to me of people who many times um, will, will inspire me, uh, will give me motivation, and will also give me a lot of the, a world of knowledge that I wouldn't have if I would have never been active in, on LinkedIn. Yeah. About a year ago, I interviewed 10 community college presidents who are active on social media and who use that um, as a tool to promote themselves, promote the college. And they provided so many great examples of creating partnerships, securing funding, just because somebody saw them posting on LinkedIn that they're planning to launch a new program. They reached out and said, we want to help. Right. So if you don't communicate, if you don't tell people what you're working on, no one would know. But if they do know, people are so eager to support the good cause and support you if they see your passion, right? And that translates to the impact to your institution. It's so much more than just, um, you know, inspiration and great relationships. There's a tangible benefit to there the are college. tangible outcomes, yeah, definitely. Tangible outcomes that come from, from, from having and building those relationships. And, you know, I, I, I hate to be simplistic about this, but I'm going to say it, and I think I've talked to, I said this before, it's, it's, you know, it's, you can't post enough. We've thought, said, I've said that to you before. And then I think the other thing is that, you know, we've gotten to a point in the way that we're working as a society is that if you don't, if you don't show what you're doing, right, it almost doesn't exist, right? And again, that's simplistic because you are having the impact, whether you share it or not, you're having an impact on somebody or, 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 or several people or a group of people or many people. But if you don't show it, then people really don't know what's really going on. And I think that's why the use of social media is so critical, because you need to show what you're doing. You have to show everyone what you're, what you're doing. And it's not about gloating. It's not about showing off. It, but it, it's about conveying that information to a broader audience. And like you said, it, it can land... Yeah, and and and, and you, there's some great benefits to, uh, you know, there could be funders out there or somebody out there that would have never known about the great work that you're doing if you weren't posting it, if you weren't sharing it with everybody. And many of us, if not all of us, are doing really great things that other people don't know about. And we just have to have the comfort level to be able to share that. And, and some people are just not comfortable with that. You know, they're not comfortable with social media. They're not comfortable with what, but I think that even if they individually are not comfortable with it, their teams 
need to be comfortable with it and be able to convey that information to a broader audience. So even if it's not the individual president or vice president or whoever, they need to have people alongside them that can be spokespersons, can be the people that convey this information and that it is conveyed in a way that's done on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, hence the name of this podcast. It's the hidden gem. A lot of people say that we are the best kept secret. No one knows about us. Well, why don't you go and tell people about it? It's not just about marketing and advertising. It's about each individual at the college sharing. And it's hard. That's difficult to get people to do it because I've, I've sat down with our admissions recruiters, right? So we have a team of about, I think it's seven people that are in our admissions recruiters for this campus. And I, I, tell, I sat down with them uh, back in the fall. I said, I want all of you to be on LinkedIn. I want all of you to be on Instagram. Anytime you go to a school, I want you to show that you're at that school. Sh pictures with the students. You know, like you're doing the work. You are out there, but we need to amplify what you're doing. And I've gotten even my cabinet a little bit more comfortable with sharing as well when they do something, you know, share it through social media. So everybody can be doing more of this to amplify the brand of the, of the, of the college and to promote the college. And it's easy because you're already doing the work. It's just about telling people about it. And again, again, it's like if you get fast enough at it, you can post within a few minutes and it doesn't have to be something that profound. But as long as it has some really you know, a good picture, too, and, and, and you're able to convey what you actually did, that's the most important thing. But we weren't doing that until like recently. So it's like, you know, because I, so I, I told them, I said, you are you are the faces of this institution out in the community. So you should be posting. You should be very active on social media to make sure that people know what you're doing and where you are. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm so thankful for the leadership at my institution. They went through our training on LinkedIn and they mm -hmm. embraced it. And now they are using it and sharing. And I'm so proud of them. And they even allowed us to um, support us in launching the advocacy program for faculty and staff so we can train more people to amplify our brand. So it's very exciting. I can, yeah, I can tell you how excited I am about this because it's such a huge impact on a very small budget <laughs> oh, it's yeah. very cost yeah. effective very. it's very cost effective yeah it's the most cost effective thing that we can do right i mean and then and you're getting the more people you get to buy into that the more i just it grows exponentially um and, and with their networks and whatever networks they even if their networks are not that large it's still growing things exponentially but we have to continue to um advocate for this to be able to show the value to our faculty and staff to make sure. And even I, I get our student government association officers, which are a very big part of a lot of things that we do on campus. They're now doing a lot more when it comes to social media because I've gotten them because anytime the new, the new group comes in every year, I tell, okay, let's sit down. Let's talk about social media. What's the do's and don'ts? How can we do this better? You are the representatives of the, of the student body and students will listen to you, right? They're, gonna, they're probably going to care much more about what you say or do versus me. So I, I, you, you all have to be heavily involved on social media. So um, I've gotten good buy-in from our Student Government Association officers, and they're just one small group, but it, it can be impactful because students know who they are, and, they look, and they're students, right? So even if they don't know who they are, they're students, they are the faces, of, and they're great representation 
of who we are as an institution. Well, there's so much we can talk about, but I also want to get to the more specific examples. Could you share uh, some of the specific examples of how marketing communications maybe helped you achieve your strategic goals or had an impact on the institution? I know you shared a lot at AACC, great examples. would love to hear more. Well, I think one of the biggest things uh, when I came to this campus about two years ago was, um, so this campus has always been, the well, for a long time, it's been the largest campus of the A campuses. has a great culture um, of academics. I mean, very well known for its strong academics. And, but we also had, because of the, mostly because of the pandemic, we had a, a pretty sharp decline in enrollment during that time. And so when I came on board, one of the things I wanted to do was create a sense of community um, and, and, and just strengthen that sense of community on this campus. So one thing, it's a, it's a small thing, but, I, I, you, know, but you want to create that sense of belonging was coming up with, I wanted to come up with a slogan that would fit the campus and kind of unite the campus and make people feel proud about you know, who we are and what we're doing. So I kind of borrowed a little bit from the Kardashians. And, uh, and so we, the slogan became keeping up with Kendall. And we created, so I created uh, t-shirts. Our, our graphics department through our media services created the graphic, put those on blue t-shirts, which is you know the color of the, co- of the college, blue and white. So white letters, blue t-shirt. And in the last two years, um, we've given out hundreds and hundreds and not about a few thousand t-shirts to students, to faculty, to staff, to community members. And now the, the impact is that's become kind of like everybody says, you know, a lot of people say this whenever they're talking about keeping up with Kendall. So it's, it's something motivational, right? Feels good about like every, you know, hey, we're doing great things. Keep up with us. And um, so we've used that. We leverage that in social media, in the social media campaigns that we use. Obviously, those t-shirts, when we have events, you know, that's, that's being used uh, heavily. And if you walk around campus today, you'll see tens, if not hundreds of students wearing those t-shirts on any given day. So they're just, they love the t-shirt. They love the, the, the motto. They, they've embraced it. And I think that has created a sense, uh, a greater sense of pride on our campus and because of that, I can't, I can't say it's a direct correlation to enrollment, but enrollment has increased significantly. I mean, we're up 13% this semester compared to last spring. Um, things continue to go in a, in a very positive direction. And I think part of that, again, I can't, it's not a one for one, but it's the attributable, to, attributable to that. But can, I, can, I be, can we can uh, attribute that to the, the changes and, and to that keeping up with Kendall? But it's part of, you know, a, a, a larger, I guess, uh, overarching message, right? That we're trying to convey to our students, our faculty and staff is that keeping up with Kendall is important, that we are part of something. You're all part of something bigger. We want to be inclusive. We want to be connected. We want to feel pride in what we're doing. And that it was, you know, the start of other things and other events that we've put together. Our media team has done an amazing thing over the year, over the last couple of years of showing the things that, new things on campus. And we've created some innovative, and we showed some videos, like a couple of videos that I showed of things like um, our esports room that we, we built and, and, and opened last year, or our career closet, or a lot of things that are really those student-related services or features that they, they can take advantage of. 
but using our media team to create videos that are catchy, that are very enticing for students to watch. So that's been, I think, a, a very important piece. Um, we also have tried to engage and did a pretty good job of engaging some uh, prominent social media figures in our community that are not students. Uh, one in particular, uh, Mr. Red, which is a local, he has over a million followers on Instagram. And he's a very big name here in Miami and, and most of Florida. And he's an alum. And we've worked with him on several things to show, you know, to show off the campus. We just had a video the other day. He's, he's actually teaching a social media class for us uh, uh, as we speak. Uh, it's, on, it's meeting on Wednesdays for the next three weeks. And we did a video, a promo video for that. We invited him to collaborate on that video on Instagram. 76,000 plays. On, on that video. Uh, and so those are the kind of things that we have to be looking at, right? How, how we can use those marketing opportunities to reach a, a bigger audience and reach the audience in the way that they feel comfortable with and that, that they can relate to, right? That's the whole thing. It's about, and like I do my things and I know my things are maybe a little bit, you know, maybe more old fashioned or whatever, you know, but, but I know that we do other things that have nothing to do with me that are, uh, trying to reach that audience, right? Reach the students. And sometimes we put things on social media on our account that are kind of silly, right? But they grab the attention of the students. And that's what we want. We want more followers. We want more students to to be feel engaged. So then when we promote something or we put something out there that is more critical to them, that they feel that, you know, they're that actually they'll watch it. Right. So it's about engaging that that population, the student population. We have some ducks on campus and sometimes we'll put videos of like the duck, the mama duck with the little ducks or whatever. That'll get like, I don't know how many likes, <laughs> like, you know, 500 likes. And I'm like, wow, you know, how does that get 500 likes? But then the next time when we put something out that maybe talks about a special event that we're having or we're promoting a, a certain service or a program that we have, students will listen, right? They'll watch it. They'll, they'll pay attention to it. So I think that's part of the whole process. With, particularly with social media. And we're going to continue to come up with more innovative ways to engage our student body and be more relatable to the things that they're looking for. Now, this is great. And I think your involvement is crucial to the success of these campaigns. And I'm curious, like your active participation in marketing, do you see it encouraging greater involvement from your staff and faculty? People, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think there is more. I think that um, I, I see that much, much more interest, like even at the, you know, especially at the cabinet level. But mm -hmm. even if you go to other areas, um, directors of departments and things like that, I've seen much more involvement and a lot more activity when it comes to them and thinking about ways. They're now thinking of ways how they can leverage marketing to do mm -hmm. those things. Right. Before, I think it was a a very static view of marketing. I think now they're, they're getting to realize that there's a much more dynamic mm -hmm. way of doing things. And they're actually thinking about ways on how they can leverage that, that before they probably didn't even think that that was something that they should be thinking about. Right. Mm -hmm. think, yeah. So how would you explain the importance of marketing to other college presidents who might not be leveraging it? What would you say? Well, I mean, it, I think that all of us, College presidents, obviously, student success is our priority. 
Um, but close along with that is enrollment. And we all have been facing um, enrollment, some, some somewhat enrollment declines over the last 10 years mm-hmm. uh, in, in higher education, particularly in community colleges. Uh, so I think from an enrollment standpoint, I think it's critical that uh, college presidents leverage their marketing and communication departments more than they have in the past, because it's just critical to that whole, the, 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 the lifeblood really of the institutions are, it is student success, but student success through, you know, the enrollment that we have at our, on our campuses and our colleges. So I think that is something that I, I think that is critical that they understand they need to be more involved, more hands-on. It doesn't mean that they do all the work or mm-hmm. that they don't, they interfere or become, you know, an, uh, an obstacle to their departments. I think you have to um, let those individuals who have that creativity uh, be able to use their creativity in, in, in their jobs. Uh, but I think it's, it's important for college presidents to be involved in the process, give feedback to that process, uh, provide the, the resources that those individuals need to do their jobs better. And, uh, and sometimes the resources aren't necessarily about just increasing a marketing budget, you know, in the sense mm-hmm. of like advertising, like you were saying, it's not just mm-hmm. about advertising, but it may be about equipment, you know, that they need to do their jobs better. It may be about having additional staff members that will be able to do some of the work that's not be, you know, that, that needs to get done. Providing that type of support is essential. But I think the involvement, you're not going to know that, right? You're mm-hmm. not going to know what the real needs are unless you engage with the individuals in those marketing and communications departments and that you're listening to what they're saying and that you kind of have a sense of what the real needs are. Yeah. And the only you're going to do that is through those interactions. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to do that by reading a report. You're not going to do that by, you know, I don't know, getting, you know, some kind of briefing on what's happening. I think you have to have those conversations uh, with those individuals to understand that better. Yeah, I completely agree. (laughs) And then I have a last question is, imagine that you're a chief marketing officer, a chief communication officer at the Mm -hmm. college, and I'm your boss, and I'm in a great mood today. And I say, Anthony, Tony, what would you like? I will make your wish come true. What would you ask for? Well, in my from my point of view, and it may be just very narrow. My answer is going to be a very narrow one, but it's it's. I would love to have like a director of social media. You know, I think uh, we we do a lot with part time individuals and uh, other individuals that will be doing social media. But I, I we need somebody not that just to take the video and then edit the video and then post the video, but you know as well as I know that. Uh, to be effective in social media, you need a strategy. And so you need somebody who understands the market, understands the community, understands what's most relevant when it comes to uh, communicating through social media and can create effective social media campaigns um, that has the right content, that is relatable, that people can connect with. And um, so it's not just about, yeah, we're doing that work right now, right? We're doing, so we do social media on a daily basis and we do a very good job with the individuals here on campus. They do a great job. Um, but like, I don't have a, a director of social media. So if that person said, hey, you get whatever you want, that's what I would want is a director of social media that could lead a sustainable and 
productive social media, not just one campaign, but you know, ongoing campaigns that can reach our, our students, our faculty, our staff, and our community. And ultimately, I think that will lead to higher enrollment because I think that's where, that's where the bulk, it's, it's probably the least expensive way and probably the most effective way to reach our audiences. It's just one audience, right? We have different audiences. So depending on what, the, the, what our focus is, um, the audiences that we need to reach. So I think that's what I would ask for is to have somebody that would have that type of expertise and that type of commitment that would be able to lead a team and be able to um, get us to a, a whole other level when it comes to social media. Well, I do, I do like this wish and it's done. Go, go hire. <laughs> you have my permission to Thank hire. Thank you so much, Maya. I really appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. But I can't agree more. Strategy is so important and especially with social media, it's a moving target. Things yeah. change so fast and so quickly and yeah, somebody needs to keep up and adjust the strategy and figure out new and creative ways to do it. And it's time consuming. Social very media so. is very time consuming. Very time consuming. Yeah. But again, I agree. It's the most effective channel, I, in my opinion, for retention, enrollment, community building, and the least expensive. So yeah, And the least expensive, which is a very important thing. So if it's the most effective and the least expensive, hey, there aren't, there aren't too many things that are the, the, those combination, right? That combination is a great combination. But again, it's least expensive, but there is a cost involved. Like you said, like we said, like to build that strategy, you have to have the right people, right? So that's a cost, right? There's it, there, but it's not the same cost as what we were, you know, traditionally we're talking about billboards and we're talking about other type of advertising that is extremely expensive, but I don't believe is as effective as as social media is. Right, because like every follower, <clears throat> so imagine every follower, they don't just see your ad once. They follow you and they see a stream of content on an ongoing basis, right? So that's a lot more uh, effective than just seeing one billboard. Dr. Cruz, thank you so much for everything you do and for this great conversation. It was really inspiring. And I want to just thank you for everything you do because you're not just elevating your college, you are helping increase the profile of community colleges across the nation. So I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, Maya. It was great to be with you here today to share my thoughts. And again, thank you for the opportunity. And like you said, like you said, and like I said earlier, we all have to work together to build you know, up what we're doing at the community colleges, to promote what we're doing, to make sure that people know more about the great things that are happening across this great nation. I can't agree more. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it valuable. Let's keep this conversation going on LinkedIn at Maya Dimishkovich. I would love to hear your thoughts, questions, and suggestions for what you'd like to see next on this podcast. Remember, by tuning in to The Hidden Gem, you're not just listening to a podcast. You are joining a movement of amplifying community college's success. Don't miss out. Subscribe to this podcast and notifications about our future episodes. Share it with your colleagues and college leaders to help make our colleges stand out. Together, let's make an impact. The Hidden Gem is part of the Enrollify podcast network. If you like this podcast, chances are you will like other Enrollify shows too. Our podcast network is growing by the month. 
and we've got a plethora of marketing, enrollment, and higher education technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks, all designed to empower you to be a better higher ed professional. Our shows help higher ed marketers and admissions professionals find their next big idea and feature selection of the industry's best as your hosts. Learn from Jamie Hunt, Jenny Fowler, Eddie Francis, Brian Gross, and so many other of your favorite leaders in higher ed. Enrollify is made possible by Element 451, the leading AI-powered all-in-one student engagement platform helping institutions create meaningful, personalized, and engaging interactions with students. Learn more at element451.com.